Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're looking at the, what the Scripture says as to deliverance. <laughs> and I don't mean deliverance from uh, demonic spirits. You know, we may chase that around sometime in the future, too. But how the Lord will deliver us. Uh, of course, deliverance from demonic spirit is the Lord delivering you. But I'm talking about the things that we see, the, the trials and the tribulations and the struggles and the stresses we have in life day in and day out. And we've been looking at Psalm 7, I believe. And then we looked at Psalm 22, which is where we are right now. So I want to go back and read these first eight verses that we've already covered in Psalm 82 just to set the context of what's going on and remember what the psalmist says, and then we'll press on, okay? So here's Psalm 22, verse 1. David wrote this psalm. He says this, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. That's F-A-R. In other words, my deliverance hasn't come, and I'm groaning. Verse 2. Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I have no rest. Verse 3, yet you are holy, O you who are enthroned upon the praises of Israel. Verse 4, and you, our fathers, trusted. They trusted, and you delivered them. Verse 5, to you they cried out and were delivered. In you they trusted and were not disappointed. So you see that David is sitting there reiterating, reminding the Lord, reminding himself that, hey, our forefathers trusted you. They trusted you and you delivered them. And so he says, I'm crying out to you that you will deliver me. Verse six, he continues on. But I am a worm and not a man, a reproach of men and despised by people. So he's telling the Lord what the situation is. He said, I am, I am being reproached by these men. I am despised by people. I feel like I'm not even a man. I feel like I am a worm crawling along on the earth and in the earth. Now, verse 7 and 8 is one sentence, and you have to read these together. Or you miss the, the point and the emphasis here. Verse 7 says this, All who see me sneer at me, means they mock him. They separate with the lip. They wag the head, saying. So he says, they're mouthing off at me, and they're wagging their head. And here's what they're saying, verse 8. The mockers are saying, commit yourself to the Lord. Let the Lord deliver you. Let the Lord rescue you because the Lord delights in you. I mean, that's literally the way they were saying it. I uh, substituted one of the pronouns, him, for the Lord to where you could, you know, hear which one is which. We know that verse, and we know several verses like that, but a lot of times we sort of quote that verse out of context. We are to commit ourselves to the Lord. We are to trust in Him, let Him deliver, him, deliver us. We are to realize that He can rescue us. But sometimes we forget that people can use the word of the Lord to mock us. Satan did it with Jesus, remember? Now, verse 9, let's press on. Yet, so David's saying, yet, you, the Lord, are he, the Lord, who brought me forth from the womb. You made me trust when upon my mother's breast. 
That right there is an interesting little verse, isn't it? It gives us insight into just the very fact that there's not a one of us, folks, that God did not know about before we even existed. He says what? You brought me forth from the womb. <clears throat> we know in the 139th Psalm that it says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made and woven within the womb. Then he says this, you made me trust when upon my mother's breast. From that age as a suckling, that it is God who made him trust. What does that mean? That's sort of interesting, isn't it? That it's the Lord who's releasing this. It's the Lord who's drawing. It's the Lord who's empowering. Look at the next verse, verse 10. Upon you I was cast from birth. You have been my God from my mother's womb. That Those two verses right there are really, really interesting. Do they speak of how he was raised in the faith? I would think so, yeah. Does it speak of how that even before the foundations of the earth, as you see in so many places in the Scripture, that the Lord had a calling and had a purpose for David? No doubt. That's what it means. Can we apply that to our lives? I'm thinking perhaps so, particularly those are true believers, yeah. So let me go back and read verse 9 to 10 again. Just meditate upon these folks. Yet you are he who brought me forth from the womb. You made me trust when upon my mother's breast. Upon you I was cast from birth. You have been my God from my mother's womb. A couple other things here that come to mind too, <laughs> just while I was reading that again. The Lord is the one that brought him forth from the womb. And he's acknowledging that. Lord, I, I have come because of you. You created me. You made me trust when upon my mother's breast. When a baby is upon the mother's breast, what are they doing? That is one of the most trusting times ever. They're receiving sustenance. Okay, They're receiving sustenance in the most intimate type of way. And he's saying, Lord, that type of trust, that type of intimacy I have had with you since my birth. Okay, from my birth. Verse 10 right there, he says, Upon you I was cast from birth. And that word cast literally means like to hurl, to fling, okay? Literally from his birth, okay? I'm wondering if that might not, I wonder if that, let me see, let's see what Zodiotis says. Oh, Zodiotis says, says, the writer says that from birth he has been cast on God, so this verb can have either positive or negative connotations. Huh. Uh, he's, he thinks it's a good connotation here, yet it can also be used in a good sense, okay? It's usually a negative sense, but here it's being used as a good sense. Upon you I was cast from birth. You know, David was the youngest of a bunch of kids. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Had to be dependent upon the Lord, even from birth. You have been my God from my mother's womb. So what is his cry in the midst of all this? Our last verse for today, verse 11. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. So he's crying for the Lord to deliver him. Yes, he's crying for the Lord to be with him, not to be far from you, for trouble is very near. And he's saying this, that there's none to help. There's nobody that can help me on this. And it isn't like he's going to God as the 
uh, last option right here, you know, those, those ridiculous little phraseologies that we use. I mean, I still hear it all the time. People will say, well, all we can do is pray. And, you know, I know what they mean, so I try to be gracious with that. And a lot of times that's people are very sincere. And when they say that, they mean this is the primary thing that we can do. I can't do anything of the flesh. All I can do is pray. And they mean that in a good sense. But quite often they don't, folks. It's just like, well, I tried to do this and tried to do that. So I can just pray. We might as well just forget about it, you know. And that is so wrong. That's not what David's doing right here. He's saying there's nobody that can help me in the natural right here. There's nobody that can help me in this situation. This trouble is near. God, I'm calling for your deliverance. I'm calling for your help because you are the deliverer and you are the only one that can help in this situation. So Psalm, 90, uh, Psalm 22, verses 9 through 11. Go read those right there and meditate upon I think there's even more than what we covered. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.